Hi, and welcome back to the Savvy Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. This week's episode corresponds with the release of Furiously Happy, a funny book about horrible things, a new memoir by number one New York Times bestselling author Jenny Lawson. So Jenny has battled depression, anxiety, and a laundry list of other disorders throughout her life. So she, quote, wrote this book less as a manual on how to survive mental illness and more as a compendium of how to thrive in spite of your brain being a real bastard. She somehow manages to be tragic and comic at the same time. Plus, there's a koala costume, multiple taxidermied raccoons, and a voodoo vagina. So what could possibly go wrong? You'll find a free excerpt of the audiobook on our website. Just go to quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist and click on this week's anxiety and depression episode. That's quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. Anxiety and depression go together like peanut butter and jelly, peas and carrots, or bacon and eggs. And while they're not exactly two great tastes that taste great together, they often go hand in hand. In fact, nearly 50% of people diagnosed with depression can also be diagnosed with anxiety, and vice versa. But depression and anxiety are fundamentally different. Depression is based in hopelessness and helplessness, while anxiety is steeped in fear of the uncertain. But even though they're different, they overlap in many ways. Here are five big similarities. Shared symptom number one, irritability. Anxiety, by its very nature, puts people on edge, which makes it easier to push them over that edge. Indeed, when you're already amped up, every additional little thing seems like a giant hassle. And with depression, it's a myth that folks only feel sad. Instead, depression often manifests as irritability and grouchiness, especially in men. Shared symptom number two, problem sleeping. Anxiety almost always means trouble getting to sleep due to tension or racing thoughts or waking up in the middle of the night with a hundred mile an hour mind. In depression, sleep can go either way, either too little, like anxiety, or sometimes too much. Either way, when you're fighting depression or anxiety, exhaustion is the last thing you need. Shared symptom number three, difficulty concentrating. With either depression or anxiety, Reading a book goes out the window, zoning out during movies becomes the norm, and it can even be hard to stay engaged in conversation. Trouble focusing comes in slightly different versions for depression or anxiety, but either way, concentrate gets limited to your orange juice. Shared symptom number four, restlessness. The bouncy leg, the wringing of hands, the grinding of teeth, anxiety, seldom comes without restless motion. With depression, some folks are so restless they experience what's called psychomotor agitation. They pace, bite their nails, or fidget, but still others feel weighed down by a ton of bricks. And some folks feel both slowed down and restless at the same time. Shared symptom number five, no fun. It's hard to kick back and have fun when you're anxious, depressed, or both. In depression, this is a core symptom officially called anhedonia, which literally means without pleasure. 
And depression also saps energy and motivation, so doing what you love seems pointless and effortful. Similarly, anxiety comes with high physical tension, which is pretty much incompatible with relaxing or letting loose. Now, luckily, overlapping problems mean there are some shared solutions. So what to do? Surprisingly, a lot. Though, it's important to note that none of the following solutions is a cure-all. If you're getting hit from both sides, definitely see a mental health professional or to start, your primary care physician. But the following four things can all be done at home in addition to whatever you and your doctors agree on. So shared solution number one is do things you used to like even if you don't feel like it. So sometimes depression and anxiety don't allow you to do anything at all. But if depression lets you get out of bed and anxiety lets you leave the house, try to do whatever it was you used to like before you got sick. It will seem pointless and stupid, but try. And you'll likely feel better than if you hadn't. While taking your dog for a walk or working in your garden may seem like a drop in the bucket, keep going. Fill that bucket drop by drop. Because doing what you love or used to love is what will save you. Shared solution number two, get hardcore about sleep. Folks with depression and anxiety often become semi-nocturnal, waking up in the middle of the night or way before the alarm. A good portion of the sleep challenges are part of the disorders, but you can minimize the damage with good sleep hygiene. For instance, go to bed only when you're sleepy, wake up at the same time every day, yes, even on weekends, and get out of bed if you can't sleep to avoid associating your bed with wakefulness. An important note, don't feel guilty if you need sleep medication to get through a rough time. Sleep is sleep, drugged or not, and you need sleep to fight whatever you're facing, especially life changes that trigger anxiety or depression, like a seriously ill spouse or losing your job. Sleep medication isn't a long-term solution, but it'll get you through a rough patch. Indeed, that's what it's for. For more on sleep, you can check out two from the archives, I Can't Sleep, Five Myths About Insomnia, Busted, and How to Sleep Now, Quick Fixes for Insomnia, and you can find links to both of those on the website. Next, shared solution number three, exercise. I know, exercise is the last thing you want to do when you're depressed. And it's probably not at the top of your list either if you're anxious, unless exercising lets you avoid whatever you're anxious about. But study after study shows that aerobic exercise reduces depression. One found 30 minutes a day, four times a week for six weeks did the trick, while another showed 30 minutes a day for 10 consecutive days led to significant reduction in symptoms. And a 2014 review of eight different anxiety studies found exercise to be helpful for anxiety as well, though it also found that medication is still more effective. Shared solution number four, dig down. Now, think back on your last few days and pick out a particularly bad moment, a time you felt really demoralized or anxious. And this next step is hard, but try to zero in on what you were thinking at the time. What was going through your head? Maybe it was something like, I can't do this, I'll never feel better, or what if I get in trouble? Whatever your thought, here's the next step. Ask, what does that mean about me? Ask this question again with each successive answer, cycling through a few times until you hit upon a simple negative statement about yourself. 
So using our example of I can't do this, asking what does that mean about me might yield I can't even do my job. The next few rounds of and what does that mean about me might yield I'm so stupid to mess this up. And finally, I'm a total failure. And boom, you've got it. This simple statement is called a core belief, and it's the heart and source of most other depressive or anxious thoughts. And in my experience, depressive core beliefs are generally simple, even stark. I'm a failure, I'm stupid, I'm worthless, I'm helpless, or I'm broken, though there are of course many more. Anxious core beliefs tend to be predictive, like I'll be ruined, it'll be all my fault, no one will love me, I won't be able to handle it, or I'll be judged. But once you have your core belief, challenge it. Is this really true? I guarantee you it's not, even if it feels like it is. If it's really deep-seated, take it to a skilled therapist you like and trust. He or she will help you shrink it and grow a new, more healthy belief, like I'm okay, I'm enough, I can handle this, or I'm learning and improving. To wrap up, Anxiety and depression are difficult enough on their own. The double whammy of both is a big challenge. But with so many overlapping symptoms, the good news is that working on one often magically improves the other. So hang in there, get help, and watch your life come back to, well, life. If the savvy psychologist makes your life happier or healthier, let me know by liking on Facebook, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, or subscribing to the bi-weekly newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters. This week's episode is just in time for the release of Furiously Happy, a funny book about horrible things by Jenny Lawson, best-selling author of Let's Pretend This Never Happened. For her, the horrible things are exactly what we covered today, anxiety and depression, plus a grab bag of other disorders, all of which she handles with humor and grit. Check out a free excerpt from the audiobook at quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist and click on this week's anxiety and depression episode. It's moving, sad, pee in your pants funny, totally not PC, and because we've all wondered, details what it's like to regain consciousness while shirtless and surrounded by sympathetic dogs, all because you're afraid of coats. Give it a listen and you'll understand. Maybe. That's quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. And of course, you can buy the book on Amazon, BNN, or anywhere books are sold. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. A transcript of this and every other episode, as well as references for the studies I mention, are always available on quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. Next week, by request, we'll cover who's who in mental health. Do you or someone you love need a psychologist, psychiatrist, social worker, coach, or someone else? And what's the difference anyway? Of course, the savvy psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thanks again. I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.